What happened to the two mil? Two mil? Man, I was carrying twice that in red ink before you even showed up. Look around. Everything you see. The smoke and mirrors. I got three mortgages on this house. What do you want to know? I'm gambling again. What's up, everyone? My name is Eddie Zemitis, alongside my guys Vic Choksi and John Otto. And we are the syndicates. We're here debuting a new podcast through the Rooftop Podcast series covering a subject that is near and dear to our heart, and that is gambling. Uh, mostly sports betting, but you never know what the three of us may touch on other degenerate stories about life in the casino world. But for right now, we got a big night tonight where we got the start of the NFL season kicking off in just a few hours. Eagles and Falcons getting us started. I know I can't wait. I'm pretty excited. Vic, how are you feeling? I'm good, brother. I'm hyped. I'm excited. I'm uh, shaking like a degenerate would on the first day of football. So just ready for it to get here. And thanks for setting this up, man. For sure. John, how are you feeling? You ready for the NFL season? Oh, my God. That intro just gave me goosebumps. A little Al, Uncle Al Pacino. <laughs> to get us started. I'm ready to go, guys. That's how we, that's how we get it started. So, yeah, tonight we got the Eagles and the Falcons kicking it off. I don't know about you guys, but this line has been changing pretty crazy. I know, obviously, it's because of Carson Wentz injury, him not being able to play game one. I know when the lines came out a couple weeks ago, early in the season, it was probably factoring that he was going to play. Now we know he's not going to play. Any leans, anything that you guys see that's jumping out at you in this game so far? You want to uh, you want you want to go first, Vic? Yeah, yeah, sure, man. I think uh, me and John were talking about this a little bit offline, but this game, I was loving the Falcons early, but the the movement and like the public just hammering the Falcons now is, is scaring me big time. So, you know, I was liking the Falcons early, loving the three points, but now that it's kind of a pick them on most boards, and every single kid that I know is on the Falcons. I'm, I'm scared. I'm kind of leaning the Eagles now. I don't know about what, – what are you guys thinking? Man, uh, you know, like you said, we were talking offline, and, and, and all these people that I was talking to are all on Atlanta now. The, the, all the value is gone. Atlanta plus four is a, it was a perfect bet if you got that in already. I, I didn't get that in yet, but, you know, Atlanta at Pickham right now um, – Actually, probably still the way I'm going to lean tonight. Out of all the teams that Philly played in the playoffs last year, Atlanta was the one team that gave them all the, all the problems. Uh, they they kind of blew past Minnesota. They had their way with uh, New England's defense. But Atlanta, they gave them problems. The whole, that, that, that first game was their Philly's toughest matchup. And, and you, give, you give Dan Quinn all offseason to prepare for Nick Foles. Uh, I, I, I still got to lean towards Atlanta. It's not my favorite game, but it's opening game. You know we got to play it just because it's opening game. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. I, I, I didn't get in at plus four. I'm going to take them at pick them, and hopefully Philly doesn't win by three. Yeah, I, I think I'm right there with you guys. It's tough. The value is definitely going on Atlanta. And, I mean, now it's even minus one in some places. I've seen right. The Falcons are favored. So, you see a swing – that much it's just it's tough to play the Falcons um the thing the thing that scares me about Nick Foles is just like how bipolar 
people are when it comes to this guy. I mean, through his first five games when he came in for Carson Wentz, people were ready to, you know, ship this guy out of town. And they were like, how is this guy even in the league still? Calling for, uh, I think, Nate Studfield, their third string quarterback, <laughs> to, be, to be in there. And then <laughs> all of a sudden he plays two, two great games on the, the biggest stage, and now he's a Super Bowl champ. And he's got all these commercials. Philly even erected a statue of him. So, I mean, just, people got to decide whether he's, all right, the two-game Nick Foles or is he the five-game Nick Foles. So, I don't know. His inconsistency scares me a lot. So, I don't really think I can trust the Eagles that much. Also, that Super Bowl hangover could be there. So, it's it, I, I, I was the same way as you guys. I leaned the Falcons. I thought that was the play in the beginning, but – Man, you guys both said every, everyone we know. Everyone. I think it's kind of like uh, what John said last year when he was on the Buffet podcast when you gave that really good example of, like, how you call your buddies before you actually put a bet in, right? Yeah. And if, like, all your buddies are on one side, then you used to, like, fade them, right? That, I mean, um, that that works. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for sure. That works, you know? And so. That's what I feel like is, like, going on tonight, though. It's like I've talked to, like – 10 people and they're literally all on the Falcons because Nick Foles is starting, you know, it's going to be an easy game for them. And and that's the only reason why I'm like starting to like talk myself into the Eagles. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way, man. I, I, I'm talking myself into the Eagles as well, because like this whole off season, I was like, all right, when this comes up, comes a little closer, I think the Falcons is going to be the play. It's going to be the play. Now we're here on day, game day and I'm just like, man, this is this is a tough one because my heart says the Falcons, my head says don't follow the public. So, classic classic gambler's dilemma. <laughs> I, I just watched a movie called Mississippi Grind. Have you got, have you fellas you know, seen it's on, that? It's on Netflix. I, I I started running through it, but I I didn't I didn't finish it up yet. I I, it so yeah, so so make sure you guys watch that. But yeah. it kind of is reminding me of like. All the crap that goes through our heads, but you know, before we actually like hit submit, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's exactly how it's gonna be for me tonight. I know when I when I go in and decide what I'm gonna what I'm gonna play, it's gonna be kind of just you know covering my eyes and clicking submit and just hoping for the best. <laughs> you know what, guys? I, I think I'm just gonna stick with Atlanta unless unless let me just get one person. Let me call one guy tonight. And let that one guy tell me Philly. As soon as that one guy tells me Philly, I'm going to stick with my heart and go with Atlanta. <laughs> Message us, man, because I'm, I'm waiting for one Eagles Packers. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. It's going to be a good game tonight. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Eventually, we'll, we'll get our, our plays in and then um, – you know, just kind of hope for the best. Probably, who knows what it will be? We, we're still up in the air about that. But um, we kind of skipped the intro part uh, on each of us. But we'll go. We'll go back to that. So we all kind of met last year through uh, the podcast, formerly known as the Buffet. I think now it's called the Favorites. That's through the Action Network with Chad Millman and Bob Scucci from the Orleans in Las Vegas. Um, all three of us just kind of connected through there. We were each on guests isn't that, on the podcast. Isn't that but, wild? We we just kind of we just kind of ended up on 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 that on that podcast and just linked up from there and have been talking ever since. And like now now we're just doing our own thing. He Chad gave us the name the Syndicates. We kind of <laughs> took that name from him, didn't we? And remember, yeah. <laughs> remember we said we were going to start our own podcast after. Yeah. 
Here yeah, we are. I know. It's awesome how things have come together. It's literally like a year ago, and we're we've all kept in touch, kind of met through that. I'm doing a little writing for them now, which is pretty insane to think yeah, about. That's awesome, uh, and it's been awesome. But yeah, I'm just glad you we stuck with it and put it together. For so, sure. Vic, who who are you? Uh, you're writing through BigLead.com and the Action Network, right? Yeah, yeah, you got it, man. So I'm working for the big lead. I do some part-time stuff for them. So that's more of a constant. And then for the Action Network, I'm doing some freelance stuff. So um, anything they kind of send over, they're open to if I pitch them. Um, and then I just write it up. And so it's been fun. This all literally started because I was having a midlife crisis, man. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do um, and uh, married with kids and just trying to do something that I love and I hit up Chad and I hit up Jason McIntyre who owns the big lead. And honestly, I, I sent 500 emails. I know this sounds crazy. And those are the only two dudes that hit me back. And it's pretty cool to think about and look back on just how sad I was in town, you know, when like you send all these emails and no one hits you back, you kind of feel, you know, rejected, but these two guys hit me back they literally gave me advice and it's pretty cool to see that a year from now from then I'm actually like working for them. You know, That's yeah. kind of how I've gotten here. Vic, I, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be nosy, but I was on your Twitter. I got a question for you. You got to answer this question. For me. Of course. How the fuck did you get, how the fuck you got Britney Spears following you on Twitter? How is she what? following you on Twitter? I just want to know. Honestly, I have no clue, bro. When I first started Twitter, this is like a long time ago. I would just like hit up people and I loved Britney Spears. So I probably like sent her like a hundred tweets, like random things. And I think she probably just got sick of me and like started following me, bro. I honestly have no clue. I used to ram like all my favorite athletes, all my favorite like crushes and uh and and hopefully i don't get arrested for this because i I didn't stalk her so please forgive me but uh she just started following me back man i was like a huge fan of her that was that's awesome when i saw that i'm like oh my god my man vic the slick got britney spears following him on twitter i love it man (laughs) do you know that's going in our bio page too now (laughs) it has to hopefully she doesn't unfollow us now (laughs) That's awesome. John, how did you even find that? That's what I want to know. You're you're doing some serious creeping yourself. Yeah, for real, man. You know what happened was I I went on there and honestly, I don't know what I did, but I I clicked his followers. I do sound like a creep now, but she's like (laughs) the first one that pops up. And, and, uh, you know, I was looking at his, I'm like, man, I got 50 followers. Vic got like 2000. Eddie's got a thousand and I only got a hundred. So I, what, when I clicked on Vix, it's a, the first one is Britney Spears. I'm like, Britney Spears is freaking. I'm like, maybe I'm maybe I clicked, maybe I clicked that the people that he's following, and I looked again. I'm like, no man, Britney Spears is following Vic. Man, we got. <laughs> what a dream come true though. Childhood crush decides to follow you back on Twitter. That's when you know you've made it. <laughs> Chris Stratus, if you're out there, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Sunny. Sonny, if you're out there, she probably would follow me on Twitter if I paid her. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, cool. So, yeah, so now you guys kind of got an idea of how we uh, connected and kind of this all came into play. And now we're, we're doing this podcast, hoping to chat about our, our 
favorite topic here. And um, now that we are have kind of talked about game number one, figure most people when they probably listen to this, that game will probably be played. So let's jump into the weekend. And we got some games that we like, some games we don't like. Maybe talk about the primetime games. We'll see. We'll start it off with my guy, John Otto. Who are you liking this weekend on the yeah. Sunday game? Yeah, this is what people came to hear us talk about. They don't want to hear me talk about me creeping on Vic on Twitter. But <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I was checking out the board. I haven't put in no plays yet this weekend. I'm, I'm going to pick a very boring game for you guys. Uh, but the, my, favorite, my favorite play that I've seen so far in the NFL is uh, the Miami Dolphins-Tennessee Titans. And it's a very, very boring game, I know. But I see, I see some, some reverse line movement on this game. Line, line, line started three, two and a half at most places. It's, it's been bet down to one, but the actions are still all on Tennessee. It's at 65, 70% on Tennessee. It's not 80% where I usually like it to be. Just it's week one. I'm not going to find a perfect game yet, but that's the main reason why I like the Miami Dolphins. Line went from two and a half to, to one, 70% on Tennessee. If you don't like it because it is that boring, if this game is halftime and it's tied, in that weather, opening game, those guys are not going to have their feet under them yet. If it's a close game at halftime, you take Miami second half. But I like Miami for the game. So Miami is home in that game, right? Miami is home for that game, yes. Man, I want to tell you something I saw. I looked at this just before we started recording this podcast, and I have a referee that I follow who – Whenever Uh-oh. he refs the home games, his name's Jerome Boger. Oh my God! <laughs> he, yo, I, I gotta look. At the, I gotta look for the stat right now. Yeah, but it, it just you—if you blindly bet the home teams in his games, it's insane. Like, is he? Is he the ref for that game? He is the ref for that game, and, and the Dolphins are the home team. And actually, here I just found it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So Jerome Boger, since the start of 2010, home teams are 72 44 and 2 against the spread and wow. 77 and 41 straight up. So uh with Jerome Boger, home teams in his games uh they've only had a record a losing record against the spread and straight up twice in the last 12 seasons. So you bet a blindly bet game home teams in his game 10 of the last 12 seasons you're making money. Man, that makes me feel good. I hate that ref. But that 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 stat makes me feel good. Just, I, they just they just chuck out the flags for the home team, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's an amazing stat, bro. That's why you come to this podcast, right? <laughs> pull out the stats. I was I was gonna save that for another day, but since you going forward, I think. <laughs> What's that? I said you might. He might be on like a watch list now. You might get him fired, bro. <laughs> I, I always I always try and just check pound him today. Yeah, I always check and see what game he's referring every week. And then if it's a game I like, I usually kind of go bigger on it. If it's a game I'm, yeah. you know, shying away from, I'll, I'll definitely shy away from if it's a away team that I like. So well, let's make as much money as we can on him before he gets flagged by the NFL. For sure. So, yeah, Dolphins. I'm all about, I'm all about that now, too. You got me a little more excited about that game now that you – kind of said that and I, I might actually go a little bit bigger 
on that. I do a I do a contest every year where we do five five teams against the spread. You got to pick each week. Been having trouble with that fifth team, but I might have to throw throw Miami in there. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice, it's it's a, it's a small it's a small reverse line move. Yeah. Going from two and a half to one, not that big a deal. Still it's still dropping, but seventy percent on Tennessee. I got I, I got a fade. Got gotcha. public. Vic, what about you? Who do you like this weekend? Man, yeah, this is uh, going to be a huge more pick. You you guys probably know. Uh, Johnny, I know this from stalking my uh, Twitter feed, but I'm a huge Bears fan, man. So I'm so kind of along the lines of the things that you were talking about, reverse line movement, and that game has it. So the public is obviously hammering the Packers, listening to Scooch and Chad. He was saying they're going to need the Packers bad because it's the Sunday night game. Uh, everyone's going to be on the Packers' money line. And the spread has gone from eight and a half to like seven, seven and a half in most places. So I think I like the reverse line movement. I love the pick. I love everything they've done from actually like getting real coaches to finally building a real football team with non squad, actual athlete. Um, and then just the unknown, man. They haven't so the Packers don't even know what we have in store for them. And, case i think we'll have the backdoor cover bears play tough bears here's a little tidbit that i want to drop for you guys but the last four bears coaches have won in their lambo field debuts really and and uh, you know the ownership the management everyone makes it a priority when they play the packers so i think they're just going to be you know amped up for this game and i'm going to take a little bit more than a touchdown i, I think worst case we get a backdoor cover that's a Sunday. That's a that's a night game, right? Yep, that's a night game. Yeah, bear, Bears. Yeah, the the line went from like uh, from the line keeps going down on that game, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, there's reverse line movement for sure. It, yeah. it went from it started like eight, eight and a half, and now it's down to seven, seven and a half in most books. I don't know how the Bears always get these linebackers, man. Their whole lives, they've got Mac. They got Mac this year. They got Floyd. They got. Uh, uh, Roquan Smith, man, what what kind of linebacking crew is that going to be this year? Uh, I, they, I, I, I read something. I read something. Somebody said, I, I, I can't even tell you. I can't even remember where I read this at, but they said Mac cannot be blocked by the Green Bay offensive line. So if he's going to play, I don't know how much how many snaps he's going to be in for, but if, if I'm in on that game, I'm I'm taking the Bears all the way. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah, I, I, I like the Bears a lot in that game, too. I think, like you said, with the, the some of the reverse line movement that's in there, they're getting over a touchdown, I think, in most places right now. So you can even get that hook that we always talk about. you got to have that hook sometimes so you can make sure you're, you're getting the, the win. But uh, I, I actually really like the Bears as a whole this season. I took them the, over the win total, and I think that w- – I love Matt Nagy. He's one of the most – innovative offensive minds out there. I think I know he didn't really call too many plays in Kansas city, but um, what I've seen in the preseason, his, he, he likes to get the running backs involved, which I think is a really underused uh, scheme in the NFL nowadays. And just the way he he's called plays in the preseason Really like it. I follow uh, – I don't know if you guys follow Warren Sharp on Twitter, but he's yeah, he's, he's great. really good. And uh, he's been kind of singing his praises about Matt Nagy a lot too. So, uh, 
Yeah, I, I like their hire. I really think they're going to be a solid team. The only thing that scares me about them this year is their division is just is really tough, tough. brutal. Yeah, so. it's, it's brutal. I feel like it's one of the best divisions in football, if not the best. And the other thing that really scares me about them is just depth. If they have some big injuries, you know, they don't have enough depth on like some of the better teams to sustain it. So uh, the two biggest things, like you said. Is, be a lot better and be an actual good club, but then still win the divisions. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it does make sense. But it's just that's how it is sometimes, man. Just sometimes you have a good team, you have a good roster, it's just the, the division that you're in. And I think um, sometimes when you're in a tough division, you got, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, and the Vikings defense, you got to play six games a year. I mean, that's no front. And talk about, like, can we just stop for a second and talk about the three teams that each of us like and how depressing this podcast may be? <laughs> <laughs> we got a Bears fan. John, you're, you're a Lions fan, right? Through and through, baby, yeah. <laughs> and I'm a Bills fan. Man, we are going to have some depression. When was the last time? Oh, no, you Bills just made it last year. Jeez. When yeah. was the last, yeah. that, that was a lot of luck, though. I, they should have won like six games. Uh, when was the last time any of us won? A, I mean, when was the last time any of us won a playoff game? It had to be the Bears. And I know the Bills and Lions haven't done it anytime. It was. Uh, it was when the Bears they beat whoever they before they lost the Packers. Before they lost the Packers in the Cutler knee game. Yeah. So we were talking about. And I was at that game, and it, it was in 2010. And I was at that game, and I know this sounds like a, a loser story, but. It, I actually went to the game alone (laughs) because I got a free ticket. And and I'm like you guys, man. We're diehard football fans. And it it was actually pretty fun because everyone around me was just having a blast because we actually won. Cutler put on a show. I think we won 35 to 24 against Seattle. That was in 2010. So we're talking about eight years ago, man. Jeez. I mean, I was a little kid last time they won. (laughs) <laughs> it was like 91, 92. We blew out. We blew out the Cowboys, and then we got blew out by the Redskins, and it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have some. some can I can I tell you a little something? I mean, a little something about Detroit Lions this year. Nobody in Detroit cares. I'm oh, really? telling you. I'm telling you. Nobody in the nobody in this town. You listen to to talk radio around this town. Anybody you talk to. We are just straight sleeping on these guys. Nobody cares about what they, they have done. Absolutely nothing all season to make anybody excited about anything. So I, the, the, we're that's in a tough. We're in a tough. Have a new coach, so like, what what are they feeling about that? What's that? I said that's kind of interesting. You say that. I know from personnel you didn't. Like, how about the coach? Nobody's interested in the coach. No one's interested. No one's interested in the coach because he. No one's interested in the GM. It's, it's basically nepotism. They all came from New England. They they got they got here. They got what they wanted, and they have done absolutely nothing. Uh, we didn't like Caldwell. We 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 don't like Caldwell when he was winning games. This team is not even going to win games this year. So everyone's already everyone's already sleeping on these guys. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better about my Bears over bet that I put in a little while ago. How, what's their what's their win total? Uh, I think it was six or seven. Yeah, depending 
I got I went to Vegas a month ago, um, and and I got six and a half at the Westgate. So I ha- of course I made the homer overplay. So I have uh, over six and a half for the Bears season total. Yeah, well, let me get... uh, let me log in and take a look. See what it, see what I have it at. It, it's, it might be seven now because of Mac, but I'm not sure. I think it was. It went, it went up. It went up to seven, seven and a half in a lot of places. I know uh, Westgate moved to seven and a half. Lions are finishing in last place in this division. They're going to lose to to the Vikings twice, Packers twice. They'll they'll maybe beat the Bears once, but no one, no one, in, and no one in town cares about the Lions this year. Damn, that sucks though. That's that's depressing, man. <laughs> it, yeah, it sure is. It, it, it just leaves more room for us to watch Red Zone, gamble, play fantasy football. We don't even got to worry about them. That's 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 how I feel sometimes with the Bills, man. I just throw on the Red Zone channel. See if uh, see what's going on every once in a while, but I mean, I, it's kind of the, I don't think it's the same way here around the Buffalo. Like listening to the local sports talk, it sounds more like the delusional oh. fans think that this team can still win nine games like last year. Oh, they can only get better from last year. Come on, now let's keep it real. They had a ridiculous turnover margin, and we all know the turnovers huge factor of luck into it. And the realistic fans know how garbage this offensive line is. They literally lost their center, left guard, and left tackle, who had all been to the Pro Bowl before. So they're all gone. And they Peterman won the starting job. Exactly. So <laughs> I took the under six and a half for, like, the max that I could on my account. And, yeah, like I said, I'm a Bills fan, and I even know it is going to be yeah. So, yeah, we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll have some depressing – stories throughout the year we'll just stick to the gambling winners we'll just stick to the gambling winners there we get up forget the home team eddie what do you like well for this weekend i went with the giants over the jaguars i like the the hard that's a sharp (laughs) pick yeah i uh i i suggest to try and get it at three i know there's there's a little bit of reverse line movement in this game as well because i think it opened up uh, like three and a half, four in some places. So I think we're all kind of following that reverse line movement trend. And, um, you know, I, I, I kind of always say no team is as bad as their worst game or as good as their best game. I think it also goes to season sometimes because, I mean, let's not forget that just over a season ago, you know, the Jags, they were three and 13 and the Giants were 11 and five. The Giants had so many injuries last year. Now they revamped the offensive line a little bit. They got Saquon Barkley in there. Wide receivers are healthy again. New innovative coach without that cancer McAdoo in there. Um, Defensive personnel is still pretty solid. I also think the Jags, they kind of – their schedule last year was just – it was a cakewalk. I mean, yes, they did beat the Steelers twice. But at the same time, they didn't have to play Deshaun Watson. They didn't have to play Andrew Luck. They got Tom Savage twice, Jacoby Brissett twice. They split with Mariota. Uh, they're just they're a little too cocky this year too, I think. So maybe kind of underestimating the Giants. Also, you know, with the home field advantage, if you were giving me the, the Giants plus nine on the road in Jacksonville, uh, I would take that all day. And that's kind of what this line shows. So – yeah, I'm going to roll with the Giants plus the three at home. And, of course, Blake Bortles is the quarterback. Who's, who's going to bet on Blake Bortles? Bortles <laughs> on the road is brutal, man. I really like that pick, man. I was, I was looking at it. I was looking at the Giants. I feel like 
really good on. So I'm loving your giant. I love that. Like you said, they solidified their offense. So signing Nate Fuller. Vic, you're you're kind of cutting in and out. Oh, sorry, man. Can you guys hear me okay? Uh, it's it's getting better. Are you on speakerphone? Uh, you know this put me on speaker automatically. I don't know how to. Well, now you turn sound perfect. Yeah, you sound okay. good now. Sorry, man. I'll, I'll start over because really cut it. But I was just saying, I I love your Giants pick. I think them in the text were the two other games that I was really loving. I love what the Giants have done, like you said, just solidifying their offensive line. And I'm a huge Barkley guy. I think he can have an Ezekiel Elliott type impact this year. So I'm all aboard the Giants train. I like it. That's three winners, boys. Dolphins. <laughs> Dol- we started off with the Dolphins. Then we're gonna after after the Dolphins game, we're gonna go the G Men, right? And then and then we're gonna put it all on the Bears. Three and oh. Three three underdogs too, right? Yeah. We we should do a, a three team money line parlay for the Amen. heck of it. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. <laughs> all all on the money line too. We'll see if, if it that would pay out pretty nice too, especially with the Bears. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So I know I know we didn't we didn't really talk about this at all, but do you guys any any future bets that you guys did in the off season or anything that you kind of liked that jumped out at you at all? I faded the Lions. I, I got seven and a half. I took the under two on that. It's the only future bet I put in. I, I don't know why I did that. I was in Vegas like two weeks ago, and. And um, we were there for my – we had our 10-year reunion for our fantasy football league. And I don't know. It was just sticking out at me. I I got seven and a half, under seven and a half. And I just don't see those guys winning eight games. So, if you still got some time to get down on that, these guys are not winning more than six games this year. Yeah, I I, I took that one as well. I took the Cowboys under eight and a half, which that one I'm not – I took that one for very small. Um I took the Bills under for big. The Lions, I took under for pretty small. Um, Jags under, pretty small. And then the 49ers way early. That one was – I placed – that was back in June. Uh, I took that one under as well. I know that that was when everybody was riding that 49ers as a sleeper team thing. So I was kind of fading the public there right. a little bit. Um so those those were mine, and then uh, I did I did place a bet, and I feel like this is kind of publicy too uh, on the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. So, everyone, everyone likes the Chargers this year. I got them at twenty eight to one. Now it's down to eighteen to one. So I know that's that's because of a lot of people have been taking it. Yeah. But I like their their pass rush, their corners. Uh, I know one of them got hurt for the season, but pass rush is good. O line solid. All the weapons are coming back. Maybe Philip Rivers can finally put it together, but we'll see. Vic, what about you? Would you take anything? Yeah, so I, I had five that I loved, and so I put money on them when I went to Vegas. Uh, the Giants, the New York Giants, So just for the reasons we talked about, over six and a half wins. Uh, again, I love Barkley, love their old line. Don't think they can be as bad as last year. Uh, Homer pick on the Bears, over six and a half, like we talked about. I took – the Lions under eight, John. So, <laughs> oh my God, how did I get seven and a half? Kind of, I, I got a really good line, man. So, I had to take eight. I figured at worst I'll push. And then 
The two other bets that I really liked were I took the Steelers under 10 and a half. And so kind of saw this now. whole bell thing come yeah. in because it's been going on forever, right? And, and I feel like they got a new offensive coordinator. Roethlisberger was getting smashed last year. I just think it's time for their demise to come up a little bit. Not saying they're not still a good football team or they're not going to make the playoffs, but I just thought that number was a little high. So I got under 10 and a half. And then the last one that I really loved was the Chiefs over. So I got them over eight and a half. The Chiefs have finished nine and seven or better under Andy Reid. You know, five seasons there. They have the entire offense coming back. I think Mahomes will fit in nicely. I know their defense is pretty suspect, so they're going to need to win some shootouts. But that was just another game that I, or another team that I liked. I think they can get to nine wins. I, I I actually have to agree with all of those. I think, and it's funny that, and I'm sorry, John, but I think it's funny that all three of us are on the lines under. So I think we can kind of lock that in as an official pick. Don't be sorry, man. I I it's like we needed to cash. I, I, I I'm sorry. I got seven. I'm sorry. I got seven and a half, and not eight. I know, I know. I'm jealous of that too. I got seven and a half, but man, yeah, Vic, you got a good line there. So I guess we we kind of make that an official future pick if we want to. Since all there we go, are technically. Yeah, let's do it. Like we said, our three teams have uh, disappointed us, so now we've become gambling masters and hope I win some money off of these. <laughs> yeah, and Vic, yeah. You you kind of touched on that whole Le'Veon Bell thing in the. Um, that, all that turmoil that's going on in Pittsburgh with the, the offensive line basically hating him now. And I don't know if you guys have seen, but that line, it opened up at seven. It kind of dwindled down a little bit to like six and a half, six. And now it's all the way down to four since that news came out. I don't know about you guys. Um, I, I kind of like the Browns when it was at like six or seven. I don't know if Le'Veon Bell is really worth a two-point adjustment to the spread, though. Like the, the adjustment that has been made since – it's been kind of known that he's not going to play this weekend. Um, what do you, do you guys, you guys think uh, he's worth two points to the spread? You, uh, you know, I don't know if it's all levy on that, that, that dropped that line from, from, right. it, from what it is, but uh, that's a tough game. It's one of those games, you know, you don't got to play every game on the board. To me, when I look at that game, it's like too many, too many variables. Le'Veon is not playing when I can't figure out why the line's moving the whole hard knocks thing. You never know. People just might be, taking Cleveland because of they watching HBO, you know what I'm saying? So like it's one of those games, like, you know, if you, if you play mini Bach at the casino, you get a free, you get a free, free play. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. you take a free play, watch it, see what happens. That's what I'm going to do with the Cleveland Browns this year. Yeah. I think I was kind of the same board as you, Eddie was, I was interested in the Browns early, but now like everyone's on them because and Connor knows that, you know, Bell's backup, he knows the system. They're excited for him. Like the Steelers always come out of the gate slow in that first game. Roethlisberger's road numbers always stink. I think they just sit out. I'm also just cursed whenever I take the Browns. I felt the pain last year. How many times were they, like, winning by seven going into the fourth quarter and then would give up, like, double-digit spreads? And oh my God. That happened a lot last year. Picks, yeah. his fumbles, random – the randomest crap that can possibly happen always happened with the Browns. And I know we shouldn't let that affect our thinking when it comes to this year, but it's just, like, I need to see a little something from them week one before exactly. I can put them on 
Yeah, yeah I, for sure. I agree, man. After I remember there was a Jags game where I was watching Red Zone and Deshaun Kaiser just dropped back, and I had I think the Browns like plus seven in that game. Jags were up by two. It was late in the fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden. Deshaun Kaiser drops back to pass at like his own ten yard line, about to throw, gets blindsided, fumbles, recovers for a touchdown. Yeah. And there goes the cover for touchdown. I had them that game. I can't I, remember. Was that against I, I that that, uh, the other one that I think that killed me after that game where I just like lost my mind was I think and John, you'll probably remember this game against the Lions. I think the Browns were up like seven going into the fourth quarter. Didn't even cover like seven points or ten points. Who, who, who were they playing? They were playing the Lions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely just like the worst way to lose ever where they were up more than – I think they were up like seven going into the fourth quarter driving and literally they don't cover like a double-digit spread. Right, yeah. I, you know what? I can't even remember how that happened. I, I was probably watching Red Zone, but, yeah, I remember the Lions covered that game. Yeah, they they just the Browns just find ways not to cover, and until they can kind of prove otherwise, my trust in them is gone. So, and it'll take a little time, I think, for all of us to regain a little bit of trust before we press that submit button again on them. But um, yeah, I I think that's another. Now that the lines at four, I'm definitely staying away. I could see that going either way. Hugh Jackson is watching Hard Knocks. Looks like he just just has no idea what the hell's going on. So, um, yeah, I, I'm gonna stay away from that game. Sounds like you guys are too. Now it's the lines dropped a little bit, um, but that kind of leads right into what we're gonna talk about next with what games that we do not want any part of this weekend. So, Vic, how about you kick it off? Yeah, man. Couple games where I just looked at him. I'm like, hey, I, w- I want to stay away from this game. I think Pittsburgh Browns is probably one of them. And then the game that kind of scares me a lot is Dallas Carolina. You know, it's in that p.m. afternoon time slot. I have no clue what the offensive line of Dallas is going to look like this year. I feel like you know they're they're banged up. And one of their studs. Carolina, they're so Jekyll and Hyde, just like Cam, and I feel like that's going to be a game that should be a good game, but I'm probably going to sit out from a betting perspective. Yeah, that one is, especially the way, I think I saw there was like 74, like 75% of the bets on Carolina, and I just just don't know what to think about Dallas this year, because are they going to be the team that they were last year without Zeke, where they couldn't do anything on offense? They still have no wide receivers, and yeah, I'm just—I really don't know what to think about Dallas this year. I could honestly see him being like nine and seven, or I could see him being five and eleven. So, I think Dallas's receiving core this year reminds me of the Bears' receiving core last year. Like it's just—it's brutal. I think if you ask like five people on the street, they wouldn't be able to name their receivers. No, I don't yeah. think so either. I only know that one new guy, Gallup, but I, I can't even name either guys that were on the team last year for the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. John, what about you? I, Who do you uh, what are you staying away from this weekend? Man, you know, the, the Lions are playing on Monday night against the Jets, and they're playing a rookie quarterback, Sam Darnold. All I can think about, and you guys probably won't remember this, but all I can think about is uh, the last time the Lions played a rookie quarterback 
was Matt Ryan on opening game. Oh, that was – wow. He had a good working season. I didn't know that was opening his opening that, game. That was the opening game. Not only was it an opening game, Matt Ryan threw a touchdown pass on his first play to, to, <laughs> yes. to Michael Jenkins. He ended up with like three or four touchdowns that game. The very first pass Matt Ryan ever threw in his life against the Detroit Lions was wow. was a touchdown. And was I it think, like 80 yards too? It, oh, gosh. It was like 60, 70, 80 yards, 100%. Yeah. It, it, these – the the Lions. I think that was the last time I got I got a little excited that season. Like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do something this year. Sit down, first play, boom, touchdown. It was a uh, one o'clock start. Horrible. So I'm staying away from that game. I don't I, I don't know if Sam Darnold's gonna pull one of those off or not. If he does, Lions are starting zero and five right off the rip. I, they're starting one and four regardless. So yeah. uh, it, that's if they win this game. So I, I I'm gonna stay away from that one. That was the game I had second. Like, that was the one I was kind of having a tough time picking from. Um, only reason I did pick it is because sometimes, you know, you're sitting around all day Monday and you just find reasons to, to make a wager on Monday Night <laughs> Football. So, I didn't want to pick that one. But the one I ended up picking was Washington and Arizona. Um, That's a tough one, too. <laughs> I didn't even know this game was going on. It's so a coin flip. Looking at the board. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just – there's just too much – Unknown for me in this game. Both teams coming in with the game with a new quarterback. Um, one of them's got a new head coach. So, offensive line issues on both sides. I don't know. It was just a pass for me. I couldn't really find any reason to want to even watch this game, let alone bet it. So, yeah, Washington and Arizona is where I'm not touching at all. All right. So, yeah, I mean, any other games that you guys liked it? kind of stood out to you this weekend besides the ones that we kind of locked in as our picks man i'm taking that i'm taking the three games that we talked about i'm putting them in a parlay i'm taking them straight up that's good to go for me man <laughs> yeah I've, i the bears was the other one i was really thinking of um especially if it's over over seven i like the texans that one i kind of had a slight lean to only thing that kind of scares me is what John and I learned the hard way on the the podcast last year when one of us took the Browns and one of us took the Patriots. Shit, yeah, never, never bet with the Browns, never bet against the Patriots. So that's why. Yeah, I, I learned that the hard way too, man. I don't know if you guys remember, but I on my podcast appearance with Chad, I picked the Patriots as my scooter love pick too. Or I'm sorry, I picked against the Patriots. I picked the Raiders, the Raiders. right? Plus seven. They got smoked. They lost by like forty points. No, yeah, Mexico, game. Mexico game, right? Yeah, <laughs> I had all these like bullet points, like perfectly lined up, and I was so hype about my pick. And of course, the Patriots come on and just smack them by like forty. That's all right. I did the same thing with my first one too. I had the Cowboys over the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. And they just got destroyed. And then my other one, my other one when I came on was uh, Steelers and that whole sketchy not catch thing with. Uh, Jesse James not catching the ball. I had him plus. Three. Oh, that was pushed. brutal. That one pushed, but still, I, I feel like I got a little gyps there. Guys, all I know is we're starting three and zero this year. Hey, I like it. I, <laughs> when I first saw this board come out too, I was like, man, this is this kind of a tough opening week. And now it's like getting a little closer, and I'm just like, I don't know if I'm finding reasons to to like games or like teams, but it's starting to look a lot more appealing. There we go. Let's do it. Well, I, I think you guys have talked me into going and put some 
putting money down, so I'm I'm hyped. I'm excited. <laughs> Me too, man. I I'm I'm pumped. And this was fun. This was a good good podcast to start opening opening week. I'm excited. We're gonna hopefully do this every week now going forward. So especially um, if we go three and zero. Oh yeah, if we go in three. <laughs> if we go in three, we might be. We might not have enough money to, pay <laughs> to be on the podcast next week. But. Maybe, maybe we should uh, push this out to all our friends and family and, and chat and all these guys ASAP so that, you know, before we, we bust, we get some there love. There we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but absolutely. I'm down, man. Next week, you guys hit me up. I'm ready to do this again. Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely we'll, – we'll get this – Get this going. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Nothing like talking gambling with some guys who know what they're doing. So appreciate you guys taking some time to kind of talk about this and all this fun betting action we got for week one in the NFL. Uh, maybe as we get going, the season start starts going along. We'll start talking about some college, some some basketball as it going. So all right, we'll kind of branch out. Yeah, let's do it. Thanks a ton for setting it up, Eddie. No problem. Thanks, right, boys. Later. Good luck this weekend starting tonight. Peace yes, out. Sir.